welcome back to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. My name is Chip Thompson and I'm joined as always by Mr. MC. That would be me. How are you? I'm well. We're so close to the end. Are you feeling it? I am excited and scared and nervous. I'm weary and tired. But that's just normal. (laughs) Just want it to be over. (laughs) (laughs) This is episode 29, Home Part 3. What happened last week, MC? Well, the uh, gang did their civic duty by voting. (laughs) Took part in the democratic process. Well, yeah, I mean, what's more democratic than stopping a rigged election? Very true. But unfortunately, it was a mystic rig. (laughs) That's right. A misrig. (laughs) A mis... Yeah, that's what I've got. For some reason, Mm -hmm. um, by stopping the voting going on in two voting uh, (laughs) polling places in Dover, of all places... The ancient being known as Mr. Johnson's evil plan could be stopped. Oh, let's talk more about Mr. Johnson's evil plan, shall we? And who Mr. Johnson really is. Because we discovered this. He is... uh, He was a god. Uh, Yeah, in the Pacific Pacific Isles. Islands. Yeah. He was a... Cornell (laughs) in the Russian army. That magical power base that you need. He was... Um, Bill Gates. Uh huh. Um, nature. Nature. That was the one. <laughs> I still don't know what that means. <laughs> the rest I can kind of put a little, you know. If you're being very generous, yeah. there's some sense there. <laughs> if I wanted to throw 15 year old me several thousand bones, uh, then I yeah I can totally understand that. But the nature one is is mm. baffling. Like, mm. is he? Some sort of ramble that scouts go on? Is that what it is? (laughs) He was a scout leader. (laughs) And he got his badge for being evil. (laughs) That's how he did it. And apparently all he needs now is to become the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom and his world domination plans or whatever will be complete. Mm -hmm. And we finally got to meet him as well. Mm. He he didn't do very much. He killed someone with a touch of his finger. killed an underling in that classic villain No, you failed me for the last time kind of... Stereotype, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, do you know what though? I had a little think about this when mm. I was uh, re when I was editing the podcast, um, and I have a little a little defence I want to give myself. Right. So this should be right. good, right? Uh, so we have spoken all season about how we haven't had an overall big bad. It's always mm. been someone off in the distance, and blah mm. blah blah, side quest after side quest, and it's taken us until the second or third to last episode to actually get to Mister Johnson. Mm. Does this make him seem more mysterious, more power? All we know is that he's got all these crazy mental batshit powers mm. for he's gathered over the years, and we've seen uh, that he can kill someone with just a touch of his mm-hmm. finger. Does that make him more enigmatic and potentially dangerous because he's an unknown quantity? We all we know is he's got all this power. Does it make him more scary? No. Oh, <laughs> shit. I, I feel like if, they, if it was a TV series doing this, you'd get glimpses of him. <laughs> Like doing evil stuff and powerful stuff every now and then throughout the series, mm. whereas this is just like occasionally someone mentions his name, checks him on their album, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All we've had so far is mystical safe demon box yeah. jewelry thing. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, well, let's find out. Maybe we'll get to learn more about how I'm right uh, <laughs> as we get into <laughs> Home Part Three. Previously on Tomorrow Gason, Chip. MC yelled. The wand suddenly burst into a huge blue blob of light. It got bigger and bigger until it suddenly exploded. 
Emsi hit the deck for cover. When it all seemed over, he crawled over to the limp and dead body of Chip. Emsi cradled the head of his former friend and wept. Shinno Khan walked forward to the body that had just arrived. He was naked, covered in cuts, and was having uncontrollable convulsions. Shush, Shinno Khan commanded. It's going to be alright. You're home now. Chip looked up at his master. A few months? Shinokon said, almost shocked. It has been longer than a few months. He's been suffering in hell for a lifetime. Chip, just get one thing straight. We're not friends. She closed the door. Didn't I mention? You're fired. (gasps) Harato's grin stretched. I'll get you, Harato. She called out. You murdering bastard. Tifa, Jay, Louise, Shinokan, MC and Chip. You all have something to worry about because the Tokyo police force are not quite what they seem. Good night. The phone clicked as Chief Inspector Harato hung up. In 18 hours and 32 (laughs) minutes, I will be sending a highly trained SWAT team to your residence. SWAT? Tifa asked. Yes, Miss Lockhart. Samurai warriors and tactics. (gasps) Chip picked up the noose from the floor. The broken glass from the window had caused many tears in the rope, making it useless. Chip pushed the noose under his bed, removing the evidence and the temptation. Hirato pulled something out of his pocket and threw it at Jay's feet. A bright light blinded Jay, and he didn't even see the portal open up in front of him. He fell in, and the portal closed. Jay started to follow, and another wave came over, sending him to the floor. Yet still, he heard the cry from all the men that swarmed over the boat. Pirates! They yelled. Do you think he had something to do with it? Louise asked when Chip was gone. Who knows? Then MC realised he was standing. He looked down at his legs. They're fine. He said, surprised. Yeah, my cuts and bruises are too. Louise replied. Those sort of things seem to stay in those freaky other worlds. Not everything, Tifa said as she held MC's <gasps> new hand. The group remained silent, intrigued by what the dead master had to say. I know why Chip was meant to be returned to us. <gasps> this may shock and surprise you, especially you, MC. What do you? MC started to say. And you, Tifa. <gasps> Shinokan finished. MC looked towards her and she stared back. Before MC could find words to comfort Tifa, a small silver cylinder rolled towards them. Shinokan recognised it when he saw the urn more clearly, but it wasn't in time. As he started to shout out to MC, the samurais removed the urn's lid and the slowdown started. The gang scanned the lobby. It was true. Shinokan was nowhere to be seen. Tifa checked the pregnancy test again to double check the result. Should we phone Dom and let him know what happened? Tifa suggested. I'm guessing he already knows. MC said. He seems to know everything that happens in this town. There are five. (laughs) Five rules of power, of which he only needs one more to be complete. You must go to England, your mother country, and stop him. Stop Mr. Johnson before it is too late. Please. Johnson? Isn't that the guy who's going to be Prime Minister? (gasps) Chip asked. Yes, the last phase of power he needs of the five. Thank you, Evangelina, MC said. We'll stop it. It's what we do. 
Okay, well, firstly, the only way my friend can get you across to England is tomorrow night. It'll cost you about £300 each, and you have to share a boat with some refugees who are entering the country illegally. What's the good news? Louise asked. The battle you're about to take on will probably kill you all. Looks like we got that kamikaze mission after all, Chip said. Chip realised it was the only way to deal and move on. He knew there were other ways, but at that precise moment, he didn't want them. However, he would never rule out the options. MC, shut up for a second, Chip yelled. Mr. Johnson, his real name back when he was a mortal was... Karushi Minato. They spoke in unison next. The man that killed Shinokan's father. He's been behind everything from the beginning, Chip said. We need to get to London. Stop Minanto and Harato. Otherwise, we can say bye-bye to the world. With one touch of Mr. Johnson's finger, the SWAT member was burnt alive and disintegrated into a cloud of dust. He smiled at Harato and reverted back to English. Prepare the ceremony. Things are about to come to an end. The Black Mondeo pulled into the large field and stopped at its destination. MC, Louise and Gav got out and walked over to Chip, Jay and Tifa. So this is taking place then straight after last episode where mm. they both had their big fights mm. and we lost a lot of Gav's guys. Mm. You know, we hardly knew ye, the <laughs> you, them, the guys. Uh, and Chip obviously interrogated one of the uh, was a SWAT team member, mm. the one who died at the hands of Mr. Johnson. Uh, and said, you know, oh, we've learned all this about Mr. Johnson's evil plan. We need to come together mm. and go to London. Mm. Bit more glamorous than Dover. <laughs> is this all that made it? Tifa asked. MC nodded. Gav hated that he had been reminded of his dead friends yet again. <laughs> it's always a bit of oh, an inconvenience, Gav, isn't you it? You remember your dead friends, mate? <laughs> <laughs> your friend, yeah, your dead ones, you know? <laughs> you know your dead friends, they died a little while ago, you know? Since he had lost his family, they hate... Oh my god, that's a new one. They hate, H-A-D-E. Since he'd lost his family, they hate being his closest companions. So let's get out what we already know. Chip suggested. Well, we know that Mr. Johnson is in fact Kurushi Minato, if that was how we pronounced We're it. We're going to go with Minato, I okay. think, yeah. And that Chief Inspector Harato is just as lackey. MC said. I don't like that Minato and Harato kind of rhyme. <laughs> Minato and Harato, <laughs> Minato and Harato. They're like some sort of travelling double act from the 30s. <laughs> Who is this Harato guy? Jesus. Gav asked. So he's been mourning his dead friends. So he's, uh, you know. <laughs> he was my boss when I was a police officer in Tokyo. Tifa said. But then we find out he's a murdering scumbag who likes to help destroy the world. <laughs> Jay added <laughs> in a very confusing manner. Yeah. Don't forget, Harato was around in the 1600s, Louise reminded the group. Which means we don't exactly know what he is either. He could be immortal. Don't say the I word, MC said. By the way, Gav pitched in <laughs> a very high pitch. <laughs> We discovered that Mr. Johnson was going to win the election no matter what! Actually, I told you that. Chip said sarcastically. I got it from one of the samurais. Where is he? MC asked. Oh, no, sorry. Where he is. (laughs) (laughs) MC asked. He kind of got away. Oh, that's just fantastic. 
Now Mr. Johnson will know we're coming to stop him. For God's sake, man! Chip yelled. Open your bloody eyes! Mr. Johnson and Harato have been planning this for around 400 years, and you don't think they saw us coming since day one? He's right. Tifa agreed. Huh. Ooh, Ooh, I forgot oh, about Tifa and MC. Just because MC asked if the baby was his and told her there was a really inconvenient time for her to get pregnant. She's angry for some reason. It's really strange that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I like how she's been like getting closer to Chip because yeah. of this as well. Maybe they'll become a thing. It's Maybe fine, Chip be... can pay the child support. <laughs> Chip's like, no, no, damn it, kids. <laughs> MC had to relent. The situation was beginning to get on top of him. But being the man he was, he wasn't about to let his pride get the better of him. He never does that. Um, <laughs> uh, is this MC sort of forgiving himself? Like, no, I'm in the right. I'm definitely right. I definitely should have asked my pregnant girlfriend whose baby it was and told her that it was a very inconvenient time for her to get pregnant when I've got all these things going on in my life. Okay, Chip. What would you suggest? We go to London. Stop them for good. End this tonight. The group seemed in agreement. This is a bit different. Everyone agreeing with Chip for a change. Oh my god. Normally they just got to him and go, you're a piece of shit, we hate you. <laughs> After he heroically sacrificed himself as well. Oh, how could they? <laughs> we better do that quickly then! Gav remarked. What do you mean? Louise asked politely. <laughs> what the- Excuse me, sir. <laughs> could you possibly inform me as to what you meant by your previous statement? Why would we need to include that? When Mr. Johnson's prime ministerial campaign is completed, he will have the five and he'll be indestructible. Damn you, Bill Gates and nature. <laughs> Do you think when like the the results come in and it's like, Mr. Johnson is now the prime minister, like all these poor parts start to uh, fuse to him, like a oh, transformer or a so power ranger like thing? One fifth. Bill Gates, one-fifth of Cornell and the Russian army. Yeah, yeah, like Bill Gates' head goes onto his body oh, and this yeah. Russian army uniform comes on. Plus he has one of those things you get in Hawaii around his neck <laughs> and he has a flower in his pocket. Sure, That nature thing's still confusing. Another bad I word. Said MC. I'm glad that he's managing to do little quips when yeah. his girlfriend hates him and the world's <laughs> about to end. Right! Gav declared. And who knows what he'll do once that's happened? Everyone in the car, we're off to London! You don't really think I'm getting in that heap of junk, do you? Chip asked. There's a train station just around the corner. Jay suggested. What time is it? Louise inquired, wishing she'd brought her watch along. Because <laughs> right now it's essential to know what the time is. It's coming up to six o'clock. That only gives us three hours in! Gav said. Train it is then. MC decided. Wait, I'm trying to work out. Like Getting to London, there's not too much difference really in getting the train and... Are they snubbing Gav's car? Like, oh, well, he's going to break down on the way. <laughs> but he drives pretty quick. He does. So, you know, unless he got caught in London traffic, they'd probably be better off getting in that Mondeo, all of them, just mm. all squeezing into this small car. Should we split up again, in case we get caught? Tifa asked. No, it's best for all of us if we stick together from now on. MC led the way to the train station. Tifa held back from the group slightly, not only to avoid MC, but also to conceal the stomach pains 
she was having. She's going to give birth at a pivotal oh, moment. And then she's going to be like, how could you do this to me? <laughs> right now, come on. And then the little ninja baby is going to beat up Mr. Johnson. <laughs> I still think, well, I still hope it's going to be Mr. Johnson. That's what <laughs> I want. It's just going to be like... And then they have to kill the baby to kill Mr. Johnson <laughs> in the future. And MC's like, oh no. <laughs> I'm thinking of like a Ghostbusters 2 style ending when Mr. Johnson picks up the baby. He's like, finally we are one. But it's not going to be that, and I'm going to be really upset. The time is nearly six, sir, Hirato said. Oh, 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 good, Mr. Johnson replied. I've waited a long time for this moment. A few more hours won't hurt. The pair were ready in the ceremony. It was a fairly large that had to be performed in order for the receiver to achieve his reward of immortality and ultimate power. This sounds a lot like what Jack did in uh, season mm. one, how he became immortal as well. Oh, but then he wasn't actually immortal. Well, he was only immortal until uh, he had to keep his army alive, didn't that he? Was it. Yeah. Maybe Mr. Johnson. I mean, would it be a good callback if he's doing the same thing? Or is it just a convenient ritual? There's loads of rituals that make people immortal, right? He's immortal until Microsoft stops <laughs> trading. <laughs> we have to bankrupt Microsoft. <laughs> First, there was the five, which Mr. Johnson was close to completing. And then there was the Latin, ancient Greek, Sumerian, and various demon languages that had to be spoken at precise moments. That's really complicated, isn't it? Normally it's just the Latin, but this is like... (laughs) really branching out. It's a super ritual. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, it was down to Mr. Johnson to remove his mortal form and take the form of complete evil. I think he's already done that. (laughs) Because he's Boris Johnson. What will you do at the stroke of 9pm when everything is finalised, sir? Hirato asked. Mr Johnson smiled. I am going to destroy the world. Okay, standard villain. Yeah, but why? (laughs) Because he's complete evil. That's so convenient. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, he's not, like... We spoke about this last week about how he ripped off the first in Buffy being the first evil. Mm. And I guess Mr. Johnson was perhaps once a mortal being yeah. and has somehow just accumulated all this power over time yeah. to become the complete evil, whatever the heck that means. Yeah, Something yeah, yeah. to do with Sumerian, ancient Greek and various demon languages. Yeah. But he's still doing destroy the world for some reason. For some because evil. Yeah. Is, is it because it's the most evil thing to do is to kill six billion people? What happens, like, literally destroy the world, blow up the globe? Does that mean just floats around <laughs> floats around in a vacuum of space going, worth it? Yeah, you know, totally did it, you guys. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but then, you know, why do the Tories do it? <laughs> Personal power and gain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, would he move on to other worlds afterwards and do oh, the maybe. same? Is it Galactus? I, I do think that maybe we're considering this too much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, way more than I did 18 years ago. So this train goes to Charing Cross? Tifa asked. They would have been way better nowadays because they get the high speed from Ooh, uh, Ashford to London. Yeah, yeah. 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 Chip replied. I did this journey many times as a kid. Cool. Pointless backstory there for Chip. The train had been travelling for about 15 minutes now and still had a long way to go. The carriage was packed with commuters, students and other people all trying to get to London. When we get there, we'll have about an hour and a half. MC said. I'm glad the specific timings are back. (laughs) We'll need a base camp! Somewhere to set up all our weapons and prepare! Gav added. The Wagamamas or (laughs) St Pancras. (laughs) There's bound to be a few B&Bs around we could use for the night, Louise suggested. (laughs) 
okay. Well, they're not going for like a week night out. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we need somewhere to crash because well, the train's finished at midnight. I mean, when we're done saving the world, or maybe we could go out for a few clubs, <laughs> have a few drinks. I mean, London is better for that than Dover, I guess. True. You know, if you go to a pub in Dover, you end up losing your sense of smell, apparently. <laughs> That's if we live through the night, said Jay. Also, I like that they're going for a and b rather than like a travel lodge or a hotel or something. It's like all well, they can afford. It's nice, uh, doilies <laughs> on, the, on the table. Lovely two-star B&B. Yeah. As the gang thought about Jay's words, the ticket inspector spouted. Spouted. Spouted, like a kettle. Yes. <laughs> Tickets, please. As he entered the carriage. The gang all exchanged glances to see which one of them was going to pay six full-priced adult tickets to London. My God, that must cost a fortune. <laughs> To be fair, yeah, I'd be like, what, just about 250, 280 quid? Yeah, yeah. and they broke as well. Yeah, so. yeah, they gave all their money away to get across onto the yeah. smuggler's boat. As the inspector got to them, he said again, Tickets, please. MC stood up and looked at the inspector. Then MC extended his fist and knocked the ticket inspector out cold. The other passengers looked shocked. Thugs! One yelled. I'm going to get the police at the next stop. Another added. All the passengers in the carriage stood up and surrounded the gang. A little help? MC requested. The group all stood up and took in turns to knock the passengers (laughs) out. Heroes. (laughs) Once they were finished, with a pile of bodies beside them, they locked the carriage doors and sat back down. These are the good guys, remember. (laughs) I feel like maybe that Ford Mondeo is looking a lot better than it did. Yeah, this is a weird thing to add in. It really is. I mean, we had in the last episode of like Jay, uh, sorry, like Louise stabbing a SWAT with an arrow yeah. and stuff like that. Is this just another sort of, oh, the gang are going dark? Or is this. A... I think this is your attempt at comedy. Oh, good. <laughs> Innocent people being knocked out by our heroes. And just to cement that, anyone want to play I Spy? Jay asked. <laughs> I spy with my little eye something beginning with the unconscious, possibly dead body. And what are they going to do if more people get on at the next stop? <laughs> just keep knocking them out. <laughs> oh dear, I think we should just let the world end at this point. I was expecting a no ticket Indiana Jones joke. <laughs> I'm. Uh, what, you think the inspector would have thrown off like all the gang at once? I thought it would be. It, you would have quite happily just shoehorned a clumsy reference where it's MC <laughs> saying it, even though he wasn't the one asking for tickets. Yeah, I wasn't even clever enough to pull that off, I don't yeah, think. The grey clouds descended over London as the train from Ashford pulled into the platform. Another Kent Town, just throw that one in there as well. MC and Jay carried the bags that carried the weapons as the gang made their way quickly out of the station. Louise felt slightly guilty about leaving all the passengers lying on the floor, unconscious, but she knew it was for the greater good. <laughs> good, she made peace with it, that's great. <laughs> if the ticker, Inspector, <laughs> it's like someone coming around looking at your heart, it's like, yeah, you're healthy, don't worry, you can go to London. If the ticker, Inspector, had caught them without a ticket and thrown them off, they wouldn't have been able to get to London in time to stop Mr Johnson. Yeah, we know this. We get the point of that last bit. Why Why do I feel the need to include this? You're justifying their wanton violence. I think. <laughs> In case you didn't get the subtext of uh, people being knocked out and the ticket inspector being knocked out, here's why. There's a small B&B just round the corner, Gav said. Indeed, there was. They, gang, used the last funds on Tifa's credit card. She had been very quiet on the journey up, and to Chip, it looked as if she was getting bigger by the second. <laughs> Literally just expanding out like a balloon. 
because her pregnancy has been, has been super fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, she's definitely given birth at the wrong time. Absolutely. MC is going to be so pissed off. Are you okay? He asked her on the way up to their respective rooms. Just be glad you didn't come back from hell as a pregnant woman. Was all she said. <laughs> it's quite a funny line. Yeah. Gavin Jay had rooms on the third floor, whilst Chip and Louise's were on the bottom. MC, why are they at a B&B? They've got an hour and a half. <laughs> like, <laughs> they want a base of operations or something to divvy out their weapons. But yeah, there's literally no point. Grab one out of the bag, go to where Mr. Johnson is and chop his head off. He'll be up to the ancient Greek language by I now. I suppose he's the Prime Minister. It might be difficult to get to. But I, I still don't understand why they're at a and b <laughs> Why? Well, that's where you go before you stop <laughs> the end of the world. You go to a and b first. They've got an get hour and a half. Get the made on. <laughs> Eat the free biscuits. <laughs> okay, that is essential. I'll give you Watch that. Watch some countdown. Make a cup of tea. Get the press out and wonder what that is and what it does. <laughs> so they've got an hour and a half. They've gone to a B&B. So they've taken the time to go to this B&B near the train station. So yeah. that's convenient. Still got to book in. <laughs> book in. Yeah, pay all the money. Get, get to the, be shown to all the rooms. Yeah. You know, and all this sort of stuff. And then so they're like... if they want breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> they're going to have about, what, 40 minutes left by this point? Oh, dear. MC had booked a double room for himself and Tifa. He turned the television on straight away. Why are we sharing a room? Tifa asked. Because. MC replied. Oof. Not the best time. Tifa stared blankly at him. Okay, I know things aren't too good between us at the moment, but there's no need to be so petty. We're still a couple. They're, they've turned into one of those couples that have been married for 800 years oh and just hate each other. But yeah. they're like, well, we're married, so we might as well just pretend we're okay. <laughs> Actually, we're a trio now. She rubbed her belly. Or had you forgotten? How could I? What's that supposed to mean? I'm really uncomfortable. Right. I don't like it. It's I like know, when your right? parents argue. <laughs> <laughs> and your dad's been a massive cunt. So Mr. Johnson is their son. But also you as well, also Chip. Oh yeah, both. <laughs> Mr. Johnson is Chip. Is Chip. It's the <gasps> evil side of Chip that Tifa and MC have to give birth to. And they'll be, Chip would be like, yep, that, that was him <laughs> with the end of the world thing. Again, I don't think that's going to happen, but it's a, it's a, I should have done that. I should have explained Chip's evil away. Yeah. Ah, oh, damn it. Wait, can you give me like five minutes to go yeah. back and write this? But it's fine, you heroically sacrificed yourself. <laughs> MC paused as he went to say something because Gav was standing at the door. Sorry! He said, Oh, come back! No, we're done. MC replied, I don't think he gets to decide that. <laughs> Oof. Jay and Louise quickly joined Gav. Then, finally, Chip arrived and the meeting began. Everyone except for Chip sat on the double bed. <laughs> Just all like piled on. <laughs> so quite sweet about that. <laughs> Jay bouncing up and down. <laughs> and Chip's just in the corner. He's like, oh, I wanted to get on the bed. <laughs> well, we made it without a hitch. MC started. Unless you call a punch-up with a bunch of commuters a hitch. Louise remarked. I feel like it was less a punch-up, more of them just methodically knocking them all out yeah. one by one. I could see the commuters like banging on the doors of the carriage like, Ah, God, we're being attacked. And they're just like... Yeah. Now there's just one problem. Chip said, How do we find Harato and Mr. Johnson? <laughs> they're not at this B&B. What are we going to do? <laughs> there must be a different B&B in London. <laughs> we could go to number 10. Jay pitched. Stop Mr. Johnson as he goes in. It'll be too late then, Gav replied. If he's going into Downing Street, that means he would want the election and start the ceremony. Plus, intercepting the new Prime Minister would mean extra security for him and a hell of a lot of attention we don't want. 
Louise said. I think the ceremony will be the key. Emcee stated. It's pretty obvious we need to stop that. Still not helping us find Mr Johnson. Chip added. Also, I like that they just call him Mr Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> like, even though he's a great evil and they need to kill him, they have to be respectful of him in his title. Yeah. <laughs> he is a Mr Johnson after all. The gang thought long and hard. It was true. Without knowing Mr Johnson's location, they were helpless. Also, if Gav's got all this information about you know Mr Johnson and his mm. plans, how does he not know where he is? Um, the the gang member who knew it, the one of Gav's gals guys, <laughs> Gav's gals. <laughs> it's like a Hindu company. <laughs> they were killed by a vampire. Ah, and he failed to mention mm. all of this previously. Mm. Well done. Mm. The gang thought long and hard. It was true. Without knowing Mr Johnson's location, they were helpless. Um, guys. Tifa suddenly said. She grabbed the remote for the telly and turned the volume up. The gang watched as the news reporter delivered his report. This site in South London is where Prime Minister Hopeful Mr Johnson is conducting a spiritual retreat. <laughs> Despite not having any known Japanese heritage, <sighs> Mr Johnson has often said how he felt at home in this former Japanese monastery <laughs> and how he finds time here to think of his policies on schools, <laughs> hospitals and the NHS. He may not need those prayers, however, as most politicians feel he will walk this election. Well, he's a weeb. <laughs> Mr. Johnson's a weeaboo. He's in there watching anime. Well, he is the ultimate his, evil. With his body pillow. <laughs> I mean, let's just skip over the kawinky dink of this coming on the TV at the exact mm. precise moment they needed it. But how many Japanese monasteries are there in London? Tons. Uh, oh, are they on Japanese Monastery Street, are they? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I guess that helps a little. Chip remarked. Okay, guys, here's the plan. MC said. It's half past seven. That monastery is only a ten minute walk away. In 30 minutes, Ugh. we're moving out. <laughs> so many precise timings here. Also, nothing in London is fucking ten minutes to walk away. <laughs> There's no way. This is bullshit. You've got to wait like 40 minutes on the tube and then the one that's meant to come up doesn't show up and then another shows up but there's too many people so you can't get on it so you wait for the other one and you decide to go for the other line but that's busy too. You spoke like a true Londoner. <laughs> and the fact they had an hour and a half hmm. after they got off the train so they booked into a and b had some biscuits and pressed their trousers. They had a team meeting uh, the the one Japanese monastery, the big famous one, is only 10 minutes away. MC knows that, despite living in Tokyo for most of his life. Uh, and in 30 minutes, they're going to move out. Why? Why are they going to wait? <laughs> I haven't finished the biscuits yet. <laughs> I mean, they've paid for the B&B, you know, and they might die. So they might as well have a little kip, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. 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 Also, MC needs another heart-to-heart with Tifa. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, conveniently, Jay asking the important questions. Why half an hour? Jay asked... Because we may not all survive this. So just take half an hour to do whatever the hell you like. We'll meet downstairs. Be ready. You know, to be fair, mm-hmm. I guess, you fair know, enough. half an hour is going to make much difference if they're trying to interrupt the ceremony sure. anyway. So, yeah, why not? Have half an hour to reflect on how you're going to die. <laughs> Everyone vacated MC and Tifa's room. It was their own personal time now. So, Louise casually said to Gav as they strolled down the corridor together. You got any family you want me to contact? Um, no! Everyone I care about is dead! That's why I started the rebel movement to stop evil things! Even they all died! Great! Louise thought to herself. Remind him of the good times! <laughs> Again, reminded me of his dead friends. 
<laughs> like, do you think he just bursts out crying whenever he hears about it as well? And they're like, oh, shit. We somehow reminded Gavin of all of his dead friends. <laughs> but we all knew what we were getting into. And their lives won't be taken in vain. I'll see to that. He's so brave. Louise thought. She said, so who? I mean, what are you going to do for the next 30 minutes? I hadn't decided. You hadn't given it much thought either. They came to Louise's room and smiled at each other. Isn't your room two floors up? Gav nodded. Seems like such a waste of time to go all that way. Louise pounced on Gav and he hoisted her up against the wall. Before any clothes were removed, they slowly edged into her room, slamming the door shut. It's writing about your friends having sex. (laughs) (laughs) There's a really long bit here, which is just this really graphic sex scene. But I really want to do a sex scene in Gav's voice. (laughs) (laughs) Put it in my butt! Put it in my butt! Oh, come on. we've all written about our friends having sex at some all point in time. our lives, all the time. I've got... Sometimes you, like, wear masks of them and <laughs> reenact it. I like to get little uh, action men and put their faces <laughs> on them and just, like, bash them together. <laughs> but, you know, Louise and Gav have been flirting ever since Gav showed up, so it's nice they're going to boink it out. That's true. Jay sat on the corner of his bed, staring blankly at the bed and breakfast telephone. He had known a number of people over the years, but there was no time to phone them all. It had to be the most important person in Jay's life. Well, Jay thought, those people are just down the corridor to me. (laughs) He still considers them his best friends and family. They hate him. Come on, Jay. I thought you were going to use this moment to be like, no, fuck you, I'm off. (laughs) He considered his past loves, but figured the Japanese prostitute he'd often... Oh, God. He considered his past loves, but figured the Japanese prostitute he'd often been to when he was rich would be too busy for a goodbye phone call. Oh, I don't know. I think she's got time. <laughs> Funcom is not making another appearance. I'm telling you this now, okay? Jay's mother lived in England. The other prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I've often wondered about Jay's mother, though, because his yeah. dad was such a bastard ah. uh, and had been this whole time, but That's she'd true. never really been mentioned. That's true. Hmm. I can't call mum. I haven't spoken to her in months. It wouldn't write if I phoned her just to say, Hey, Mum, I might be dead soon. Jay checked the clock that sat beside the phone. He had only 24 minutes left. In my head, I've got the, the clock sound effect from 24, yeah. yeah. Boop, boop. <laughs> then it hit him. There was one person in the world that had always been there for Jay, no matter what. A guy he had always trusted and admired and had helped him through the hard times. He dialed the long number he had come to remember off by heart. It rang for a few seconds before a distinctive American accent answered. Hi, Corey. It's Jay. <laughs> so I like to think they are actually friends. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a really nice uh, yeah. addition for Jay, I think. You know, Jay did meet Corey, I think. Yeah, didn't they he? become very pally. Yeah. 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 So uh, in this universe, but they're, in this one, they're actually like best buds. Yes. Best buds forever. Talk all the time. Hell you know, yeah. MSN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I like that so far... Because obviously we're going to do a little thing where we check in with all the gang in their mm. final moments. Mm. So, but we're resorting to their their like few character traits that yeah. they have. Louise Jay loves Slipknot. Yeah. Louise loves sex. Yeah. Gav loves shouting. Yeah. <laughs> the things in his butt. And mourning his friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, what's Chip's going to be? Oh no. Oh no. The weapons the gang had left were all prepared and ready for action inside a big black case. MC had double double checked them and was about to do it again when Tifa added her gun to the laid-out inventory. 
Want to check this a million times too? I just like to be prepared. That's all. Oh, I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> Is that why you don't want to talk about the baby? Because it's a distraction? You weren't prepared for it? Tifa said with a sarcastic tone. And well done to you for getting actually a sarcastic tone into Tifa's voice. Is it, that's possible because it doesn't involve raising a voice. Oh, I see. Yeah, because anytime it's been like Tifa yelled, it's just been completely the same yeah. for Tifa. So, so it's nice. You're getting a bit of character finally. Let's just say being told something like that isn't what you want here before the biggest event of your life. Holy shit, he's not even saying like having a kid is the biggest event of to his entire fair, life. It's literally the end of the world. Literally the end of the entire world. Is this... It's more important than somebody getting having a kid. Is this a hill you really want to die on right now? Are you saying that it's the end of the world isn't more important than the kid popping out? No, I'm saying you shouldn't say that to the pregnant mother of your child. <laughs> you lie. I need to get a vasectomy. What is the moral of this story? All right, I'll get the scissors. I'm having your child. And you don't consider that the biggest event of your life? Thank you, Tifa, yes. <laughs> Not if I don't live through the next few hours. That's why I don't want you anywhere near this battle. MC said, handing Tifa back her gun. What? MC thought of the right words. He didn't want to hurt Tifa. And he didn't want her hurt physically either. Stay here. I can't have you there while I'm fighting. Tifa snatched the gun back and walked slowly into the bathroom. She turned to face MC. I don't think I know you anymore. She closed the door, locking it from the inside. MC slammed the suitcase shut, picking the case full of weapons up. He grabbed his jacket and left the room. Is it just me, or does this feel like Tifa's going to go into the bathroom and shoot herself in the head? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> it seems to be leaning that way. I think we're about to find out as well. Uh-huh. Inside the bathroom, Tifa prayed he and the others returned safely. Her words of prey were interrupted by a scream of pain. She fell to her knees and held her stomach. The pain was like nothing she had felt before. It subsided within a few moments, but something obviously was wrong. She had been pregnant only a few months, but looked as if she was 18 months gone. (laughs) (laughs) I generally don't know if you're trying to say that she's particularly like, uh, her lump has got particularly big, or if it's just the... You didn't know how long pregnancy took. <laughs> well, it must be twins, because it's nine months per baby. I think I'm trying to emphasise how large she is. Right. But, I mean... The size of a lump. Yeah, where her belly should have been. Yeah. But just saying nine months gone yeah. in the space of two months is still quite extreme. Unless it is, like, literally a ginormous fucking baby. But then do you think at that point MC would have been like, hang on. Or has she just got a really big jub-jub on? She's got the big jub-jub. The big jub-jub does it. Ugh. It hadn't been a natural pregnancy, and Tifa didn't expect the birth to be any more pleasant. But what worried her most was if the pains came back, would there even be a pregnancy? What? (laughs) So I think she's worrying about, like, the baby dying or something, because it's been unnatural, or, like, her dying or something? Yeah, I I thought that was vaguely what you meant, but it doesn't make sense maybe it will just disappear and that'll be it she'll be back to how she was before but he's like oh okay never mind but we all know mr johnson slash chip is going to come scurrying out the elevator mc was in stopped on the way down the doors opened and a surprise chip stepped in you're early he said likewise mc replied shouldn't you be busy doing stuff what am i going to do 
What do you mean? I mean, there's nothing. Nothing left for me. The two travelled down to the ground floor in silence and entered the lobby to wait for the others. I'm going to leave, Chip said suddenly. Eh? After. If we survive, I mean. I'm leaving. Tokyo, Japan. Us. MC added. Chip nodded. When I was brought back, I thought that maybe, given time, you might trust me again. And maybe we could even go back to... Chip paused. No, I guess things never could go back to the old days. The prophecy. MC started to say. It it hasn't helped. I know, but it hasn't changed things much. Just because it says on an old ancient piece of paper that I'm going to play a part in this battle for good or evil doesn't make it a fact in your mind, or the others. If we did win and save the world, and I came back with you all, the wondering of whether or not I'd stab you in the back again would still be there, niggling at the back of your heads. And you think running away again will help? Maybe. Maybe not. But being around people who don't want me there isn't going to make things any easier. I'm getting better now. I'm near my full strength, and the nightmares are slowly going. But I'll never be free of the past. That's why I'm going. Start over and see if I can be the ninja I was. Just do me a favour. What? Chip handed MC a small knife. If things go wrong, if I go wrong, don't hesitate to throw this. MC examined the small blade. I don't think this will quite work. Chip unbuttoned his shirt and pointed to the area of skin just below his collarbone. A little DIY surgery. The stitches kind of go with my scar. I've sewn in a magnet, and that blade is designed to fly straight towards it. It will pierce the heart in seconds. Emo Iron Man! This is fucking Emo Iron Man. Whoa! I mean, you know, this was quite a nice somber moment between Chip and MC. Chip said he's going to leave, and he's, they're talking about stuff. And well, then, they weren't. They were sitting there in silence. Well, yeah. But Chip's operated on himself to put a magnet in his heart that will draw one knife, not any other pieces of metal. But if that knife is thrown, for some reason, this is a rare form of magnetism where only <laughs> these two things will connect. Is Oh, is this going to... Uh, thinking in the final fight where his heart magnet will <laughs> stop the plan. Oh, heart magnet. We want a new thing. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. A little DIY surgery. The stitches kind of go with my scar. I've sewn in a magnet and that blade is designed to fly straight towards it. It will pierce the heart in seconds. A quick death, huh? Well, I don't want to suffer. The two ninjas and former best friends smiled and almost laughed at the joke. Then MC became serious again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, here we go. MC's favourite... Everyone's favourite line to Chip. <laughs> We're not friends anymore, Chip. <laughs> and I think I can say with ease that I hate you. <laughs> I think I can say with ease that I hate you for the things you've done. You're right. None of us will ever trust you again. But I do hope I don't have to use this. He tucked the knife away inside his brown suede jacket. But I will. <laughs> he could have ended on that. But I really hope I don't have to use this. But he was like, but I fucking will. I'll murder you. I'll kill you. Literally, I hate you. Why Any don't you just go die again? Go back to hell, you prick. Just fart in front of me and you are fucking gone, mate. Chip nodded in agreement and headed over to a vending machine on the other side of the lobby. MC looked up at the huge clock on the wall. It read 7.47. Boop. Beep. 
this is a thing that kind of goes away and comes back again. This prophecy about Chip in the final battle. Mm. It's not something that makes any sense or has any sort of uh, relevance in a way because it just says, oh, Chip will do a thing in the final battle. He'll be good or evil. Mm. But what does that mean in the grand scheme of things? Like, how? How is it going to work? Is Mr. Johnson going to end up having some power over Chip to control him? Mm. Is Tifa's pregnancy part of this? Because Mm. there was hints that those two prophecies were going to kind of cross over at some point as well. But it just seems so vague. Mm. I will be good or evil. Don't know why, but here's a (laughs) knife that you can throw into my magnet heart. (laughs) So weird. It's so weird. And the the most worrying thing is this is me trying (laughs) <laughs> you know like this is like 14 15 year old you tried you you've developed since then i well i hope so and the, I, but hey look we're not friends <laughs> i really hope i don't have to kill you but i fucking hate you <sighs> the first person to join mc and chip in the lobby was jay he trotted down the stairs and seemed quite upset mc gave him a crossbow he'd become so proficient in using you don't have to do this jay I'm not going to back out now. Jay reply. I just hope we don't have to do this again. Saying goodbye isn't easy. I think he's talking about Corey Taylor there, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At ten past eight, Ooh. Louise and Gav came bounding out of the lift, still tucking their clothes into the appropriate places. Where were they tucked before? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Put your bra in my bum! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't want Louise to get pregnant. <laughs> or Gav. <laughs> oh, Gav could have a baby and then it'll be his friends and he'll don't have any dead ones anymore. <laughs> You're late. MC stated. Yeah, sorry. Louise replied. We got tied up! Gav said behind a grin. At least someone had a fun 30 minutes. MC proclaimed as he handed out the remaining weapons. He studied Gav as he gave him his samurai sword and thought that Louise had made a good choice, considering... Well, considering what? Everyone else is dead. One, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Louise also held a crossbow, and she and Jay divided the arrows. I'm sorry. Jay said. What for? Louise asked. For the way I acted, back when we weren't getting along. Me too. Louise smiled. You're going to want to hug now, aren't you? She added. No, no. I said to Corey that I would get emotional... <laughs> And he told me that some of the greatest artists in the world... Louise flung her arms around Jay and gave him a big sisterly hug. Oh, it's nice. I'm glad they've kind of rectified their differences. And I've no doubt that they'll still be mean to Jay. Yeah. But this is a nice moment. All it took was the end of the world. (laughs) If anything, to shut him up. But there was also the fear they might not be able to do it again anytime soon. Do we have to hug? Gav whispered to Chip. (laughs) Now you see my teeth are together. (laughs) Do you have the hug? I can kind of, kind of, it kind of works there. Yeah. Only if you like the taste of my fist. He replied. Thank God. I mean, it's not like it's the end of the world or no, anything. God, Chip doesn't want to hug another man. Oh, oh God. Right. Everyone ready? MC asked. Hell yeah. Jay proclaimed. Well done, Jay. Louise said. I think you've come a long way with us. It's <laughs> a patronising compliment, isn't it? <laughs> Jay nodded in thanks to the compliment. <laughs> I mean, it's the, literally the only compliment he's ever gotten from them. He'll so, take it, yeah. yeah. Hang on, Louise said. Where's Tifa? She's not coming. It's because of the pregnancy, isn't it? I mean, it must be hard to fight 
evil demons when you're 18 months pregnant. Literally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tifa's pregnant! Jay asked with such shock in his voice. Forget what I just said, Jay. Louise said, shaking her head. Yes, she's pregnant. That's why she's not coming. Now can we go? MC walked towards the front door of the B&B, closely followed by Chip. She okay? He asked. Fine. MC bluntly replied. And that's where we're going to end home, part three. That's the most soap proper ending we've ever had. <laughs> well, what did we make of that episode, MC? It was uh, the most the most memorable, memorable bits were the drama between uh, MC and Tifa. I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I really thought that they might rectify before they go after the yeah, big bad. Yeah, me too. You know, but it's been such a bleak season in a lot of ways mm. that, you know, we had Jay being sort of tortured by pirates and everyone being really mean to Jay that he wanted to go back to England. Yeah. And MC's has been a dick to everyone. Shino yeah. Khan's gone. Chips had his stuff where everyone <laughs> hates him for some reason. It, and it kind of fits into that theme of being this is the fucking depressing season. This is the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah, in a way. But I'm not sure we're going to get a Return of the Jedi. Mm. But no you, Ewoks, though. Uh, thank fuck. <laughs> but it it feels like a lot of things have changed in this season because we've left Tokyo, Japan, the mansion, the DeSoto all behind. Yeah, yeah. So it just makes me wonder, is something really dramatic going to happen? Chip's already said he's going to leave as well. Yeah, yeah. So are Tifa and MC going to get the chance to yeah. sort things out or is something really bad going to happen? Ooh. This is my worry. This is yeah, my fear. If they haven't point. rectified now... There's going to be regrets. MC's going to have to heroically sacrifice himself. <laughs> heroically sacrifice the baby. <laughs> who is Mr. Johnson and Chip. <laughs> and again, in classic sort of, you know, how I ripped off Buffy form, the first part, or, you know, the third part in this case, is the setup. Mm-hmm. And next week's episode, the last episode in season three, possibly ever. It's going to be hopefully full of drama, full of revelations. You know, it's um, is Mr. Johnson going to get to say all of his funny languages? Yeah. Uh, is Chip going to be part of the prophecy? Is he going to be good or evil? Is MC and Tifa going to be able to rectify their relationship? Will something happen with Jay? Probably not. Will there be any funny typos <laughs> that will lighten the mood? And just what will happen with the heart magnet? <laughs> Well, if you've got theories as to what's going to happen in our final, final episode, there are numerous ways in which you can get in touch. You can find us at Facebook or at facebook.com slash howiripptoffpodcast. We are also on Twitter at howiripptoff. And if before we get to the final episode you want to go back and listen to our entire back catalogue, you can find every single episode free of charge on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes and YouTube. But I nearly said SoundCloud wrong again. Did you managed. Just good. about. And if you could leave us a rating and review and maybe some uh, like marriage counselling for <laughs> MC and Tifa. <laughs> Probably too far gone. Probably too far gone. You know, you'd be like, oh, uh, you said, is it my baby? Well, you should leave him. <laughs> Definitely. You should absolutely leave him. Uh, <laughs> and as ever, you know, if you're struggling at this time, please do go and reach out to some people that care about you, that you care about. And if you feel you're not able to do that, you can come say hello to us as well. We don't just have to talk about this daft piece of shit that I wrote 18 years ago. We will just have a very normal human conversation with you if that's what you need right now. And so please, please, please make sure you're taking care of yourselves way better than MC would take care of his loved ones. And we'll see you next week for the final episode of How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs>